Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sorry the podcast is a day late. I'm sorry, it's my fault. So sorry. Is it your fault though? It's not my fault, it's the gods of electricity's fault. That's what I'm blaming right now. Doesn't make much sense, but anyway. So you're thinking of the how Poseidon is for the ocean? Yes. You, you think there's a god who presides over electricity? Just don't know their name right now. <laughs> and if there's not one, there should be one. And I will volunteer to be it. And then I will make my life a lot easier by making sure that my electricity always stays on. Yeah, sorry, I had um, no electricity for a couple of days. And it wasn't so much that, but it was late last night. They were still beavering away and my son was still awake because they were drilling holes and I couldn't really leave Tom to it. So many apologies. How did you cope without electricity for two days? It wasn't ideal. I think what I've discovered in life is that what I really like is both light and warmth. To the extent <laughs> that I googled when um, electricity became mainstream and I thought to myself, right, I remember that. And then if someone invents a time machine in the future, I'm not going back to before <laughs> this particular date because I don't want to go through a world of electricity ever again. I love that you call it mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah, mainstream. Like it was indie. Yeah, it was indie. It and was. then it crossed over. Yeah. Mainstream, yeah. Wow, because you are somebody I, I feel who romanticizes the past and likes thinking about past lives. I'm Wouldn't over it be it. great to be alive <laughs> in Victorian times? It's the darkness. It, it re, it's really depressing. It's just depressing being in the dark all the time. Yeah. So I think I could I could cope with the darkness, and I could actually cope with the cold hmm. by layering or going under a blanket. Yeah, it would be the not being able to switch the TV on. Oh, that was painful. That so was hard. What did you do? I've got a photo of Tom on uh, Valentine's evening with a head torch on reading a book in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a miner on his break. How did your son not have a conniption fit? <laughs> well, we did have a tablet that had a bit of power on it and I happened to have something downloaded on it. So. Oh, was it like the days of rationing? You just had this <laughs> little bit of battery <laughs> yeah, charge yeah. left in an iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Annabelle, I'm so sorry. Mm, it was... Um... Yeah, it was a bit annoying. It was such a retro excuse to hear. Yeah, yeah. I can't do the podcast because I've not had electricity for two days. It was like you were calling through time from, would it have been the Wilson Wilson years or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it finally came back on, I felt so elated. It felt so incredible. And I'd go around like touching a light switch and the light would come on. And I thought to myself, I'm never going to take this for granted ever again. I'm going to appreciate it. Ten minutes later, like totally, totally used to it. Forgotten, <laughs> forgotten all my thoughts. 
Oh man, most of human history must have been terrible. Uh, that's what I thought. Honestly, that is what I kept thinking. I'm not going back in time ever. No way. Well, um, I'm, I'm glad that that's all sorted. Yes. And any suggestions as to what the god of electricity mm. could be called? I'm sure someone will have a good name for that. I'm trying to think if any electric companies had mascots. You know, like um, the GPO or, or British Telecom used to have Busby that bird. Mm. Didn't Norweb or Manweb ever have a... Who are the electricity providers? Sorry, I'm not familiar with Norweb or Manweb. Who did, who did you who did you get your electricity from? I, I don't know. No idea. What, as a kid? Yeah. No idea. Really? No idea. Am I supposed to? Name some like southern companies. I might go, oh yeah, that rings Why would bell. I know southern companies? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're Why right. would I know Norweb? Yeah, no, you, you, you make a good point. You make a good yeah, point. Yeah, no idea. Um. Well, uh, so, so, so here we are, a day late, and I have... Um, I have some news for you. Oh, okay. I accidentally hmm. ended up on a dance floor the other day. Oh, wow. How did that go? Well, I'm, I firstly want to lay out that I, I'm not trying to compete with you from last week. She went out on a bender. Did go on a bender, yeah. And uh, stayed out till all hours and ended up in a club. Wow. That wasn't quite the situation. Hmm. What it was was at the weekend we went to... Um, a kids' festival at an arts centre. Right. Okay. And one of the events was hip hop for kids. Mm-hmm. What do you think they called it? Um, hip kids, Kips Kips kids, hippity hoppity kitty coppity bee. Fun DMC. Oh, of course they. Do. Right. I mean, I, it's not as good as hippity hoppity bitty but it that I suggested, <laughs> but still. So, um, I went into this area with Eugene and Sarah, and and before really, re- there's all these different events going on in different parts of this place, and, and before I really realised what was happening, I found myself on a dance floor, surrounded by people who were dancing. Um, now, fortunately, Jean and Sarah had gone deeper into the throng. Okay. Can I just say, I always have a lot of nervousness about saying the word throng. In case it comes out as thong. thong yeah. yeah. So I didn't have that thing where I worry about him seeing me really repressed and refusing to dance and then passing that on to him. See, yeah. so he'd, he'd already gone into it. So I was able, what I tried to do, were the the um, what I tried to, to convey is, you, you know, sometimes imagine a film mm-hmm. and the president of America is at some kind of, maybe it's a fundraising gala ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And the dance floor is very full. And his secret service agents are moving through the dance floor trying to spot the assassin. Yeah. But they're not dancing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that was very much the uh, the energy I was trying to convey. Right, right. Okay, I can pitch that very well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, I suspect it looked more like, you know, an episode of Doctor Who when they, when they go back to Shakespearean times and they've just landed and they're trying to just like get from A to B without people really noticing them. Mm-mm. But they're very noticeable because they're conspicuous. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it's probably more... More like that, I probably stick to, uh, stuck out more like a sore thumb. Okay. okay. But uh, yeah, so th- that was me. Then there's two of us who've been on dance floors recently, Annabelle, yeah. not just you. Wow. Um, the other thing I was going to tell you about is I was moving through the world with Gene and his friend the other day. Um, they're both the same age and we were going down a main road. We're on the footpath going down a main road. And um, I feel that in that situation, all I'm doing is keeping them both alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know how to do anything else, especially if one of them's dawdling and the other one is running ahead. Mm-hmm. I can't add anything out else into the mix apart from I just need to make sure that neither of these kids end up in the road and yeah. under something. Mm-hmm. So as we're as we're moving along, outside one of the shops is um, is a lady who asks for some money. Now, usually in that situation, I would stop and say. I either give her some money or say, oh, I'm really sorry I don't have cash on me because I'm not a big cash guy, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd try and be polite enough to stop and acknowledge her while I was doing so. Mm-hmm. Because I've got these two kids, I can't do that. So I, I have to walk and at the same time, I'm so sorry I don't have any cash on me. And then she looks really forlorn and she shouts after me, please, please, um, please, could you just go in and buy nappies for my baby? I I need nappies for my baby. And I'm feeling really guilty. Mm, But there's mm. nothing I can do about it because one of these kids is way off in the distance at this point. So the next day I'm still feeling really bad and I, I make a point of going out to find her, which she's always sitting outside the same shop. Right. So it's it's not that hard. So I go up to uh, and um, say, oh, excuse me, I was going to get some nappies for your, your baby. Can you tell me what size they are? So she tells me. And then um, she says, would it be possible to get some wipes as well? I say, yes. So, so I, I then go in and I find these nappies. I find some wipes. I get two packets of nappies because I want her to really like me. <laughs> um, there's 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 a huge queue, a long queue, to the extent that I'm starting to worry that she thinks I've given her the slip. Right. Mm-hmm. She thinks I've found the back entrance and then... Made a run for it. Exactly, yeah. Um, And eventually I come out and I've got these two packs of nappies and two packs of wipes and a big beam on my face. And think and and this has caused me to have to do some self-examination and i'm not entirely sure that i really like what i've discovered about myself i think what i was hoping for was um like a big thanks yeah is that dark no it's normal i don't know because i'm not really doing it for the outpouring of gratitude or i think i don't but what did you get just so i can compare what you wanted right i'm gonna tell you exactly what happened okay okay so I go out, mm. I've got all these nappies and wipes, I've yeah. got a big smile on my face, I yeah. give them to her, yeah, yeah. she doesn't miss a beat, she says, uh, I, I need money, I need £20 to get into a hostel. Oh. Now. Yeah, that get my back up to be honest. Well it did, yeah, but I think yeah. this makes me a bad no, person. No, she didn't say thank you. Well this is it, but but then, you know, she is in a terrible situation I know, where, I know. you know, like my my situation is I am I'm I'm currently worrying about the next place I'm going to is a deli, mm. and I'm worrying about whether they've run out of my favourite granola and I have to get a different kind of granola, mm-hmm. right? And she is literally worrying about not only these basic needs for her child, yeah, okay, nappies yeah. and wipes, mm. but whether whether she can keep a roof over their head. So I think. Maybe in that state of desperation, pleasantries yes. and niceties yes. aren't at the front of her mind. Yeah, okay, yeah. I would, I would have quite just, even a little thank you. Mm-mm. Just before she said, yeah. I want to be played a little bit. So how much money did you give her then? Well, so, so, so you know, she says she needs £20 yeah. to go to a hostel. And, and, you know, as I say, I'm not a cash person. So I say, I'm so sorry I don't have cash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I get my wallet out 
of my pocket to show, almost like I'm expected to open it and moths fly out like a character <laughs> in the Beano, yeah. to show her that I haven't got any uh, any cash. As I open it... Oh, no, there is cash. There's a £10 there. note. Right. So... I, like, it, I thought you had to prove it to her. Like, I know, I know, be, I know. to be lying. So even, even though I've just spent this money on nappies and wipes, I now feel because there is money in my wallet that I have to then give it to her. Mm, yeah, what can you do? So I give her the £10. I got, what did she say next? She says, no, it's 20 I need £20. I, I need £20. 20. Pounds, but I haven't got 20 And again, I think this makes me a terrible person. I'm sort of quite incensed that mm. I've just given her like mm. loads of nappies mm. and load of wipes and ten pounds, and I'm not incensed that she's she's saying, "Look, is there any way you could find another ten pounds?" Which isn't how she phrases it, by the way. It, it's that she doesn't acknowledge that. I've... But I think that reflects quite. But it's quite dark in me that I am giving with an expectation of some kind of gratitude. Is it maybe that you're not? even expecting it it's just that you didn't get it and that stings you could be not expecting yes, it yes 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 so i was still feel like oh okay i didn't want to go oh you are a mm. kind man sir yeah. oh you're so generous you must be a very rich and powerful man <laughs> yeah 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 no, you, you didn't want that i mean no 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 that. not like um you know like a, a sort of um again a victorian era yeah 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 beggar i don't i don't want that no. that kind of thing but the absence of the thanks did get under my skin a little bit, but then I am trying to be empathetic and think about what her life looks like that it wouldn't that she's so desperate that she yeah. wouldn't say thanks. So then, bearing in mind that that's what I've just done, as I walk off, she's just glaring, like scowling at me. Oh dear! Because I haven't also given been it. able to given over the, the the extra and. Um, I don't know. So I'm, I'm working on two things right now. Yeah. So the the first thing is understanding that an act of kindness mm-hmm. isn't about expecting groveling gratitude. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is remembering to take a different route <laughs> to and from the shop so that I don't have to feel her eyes on me, yeah. <laughs> judging me. And you know, she, she, as I say, I'm, I'm I'm I really feel like she's things are going badly for her, but. Oh, I will just say I did get to the deli and not only had they run out of that granola, oh. I don't think they're stocking it anymore. Oh, God. So, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Thank you. Really sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, that's enough, uh, en- enough from us. Um, let's hear from the drifters. First one from Brit on the subject of objects have feelings too. I recently bought a wellness journal, which I'm really enjoying using it and it has ended up replacing my daily diary i've kept a diary every year since i was in my 20s wow yeah that's amazing i wish i was that person Mm -hmm. this week i found myself writing an apology in and to my little diary for not writing it anymore as i have a new (laughs) and better one i feel like i'm cheating on my diary and like i have a duty to carry on writing at least a bit of something so it's not feeling completely abandoned (laughs) very sweet i think the year that i switched from Primarily having the calendar on the wall. Oh yeah. To being using the calendar on my phone. I think I saw the year out. There was some overlap where I was doing both. Oh yeah. Just so that the the calendar got to oh, the end of its useful life. It didn't feel rejected. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I understand where uh, yeah. Brit is coming from here. And this is from Paul. This is 2011 when I lived in Cheltenham before moving back to Scotland and settling in Edinburgh. 
At the time, my son was still a baby and I was delighted when I found out my work had a free membership at Cheltenham Ladies College Gym. So to shift my sympathy way that I'd felt I'd gained during the pregnancy, not mine, my son's mother, I resolved to try and go swimming a few lunchtimes a week. On this particular day, I woke up early and having not visited for over a week, decided I would be really smug and healthy by getting in an early morning swim. So without further ado, I arrived at 8am, ready to have a swim before work, bringing my toiletry bag so I could just shower at the changing rooms afterwards. When I arrived at the changing rooms, I put on my swimming shorts, finding that I was the only person in there and proceeded to head to the pool. It was only at this point I noticed a sign saying the pool was closed for maintenance. Cursing my luck, I dejectedly went back to the changing room, taking my wash bag and had a shower. Once I was out, I was halfway changed when two elderly gentlemen sauntered in, whistling, happy as larks, and said good morning. I returned the greeting, then one of them asked me a question. How's the pool today? he asked. Now, as all drifters might appreciate, the thought that I was in the changing room, having clearly been in water of some sort and was now dressing, would make me look like an idiot not knowing that the pool was closed. So in a moment of panic, I offered my reply. A little busy, I said cheerily, immediately regretting my idiotic response (laughs) and resolving to finish changing and leave before the man and his friend realised my blatant lie. (laughs) Just as I was getting my shoes on and shouldering my bag, another man entered in gym gear. It was clear he didn't make the mistake I did and had used the gym instead. Then the moment happened as the gentlemen clearly knew each other. Hi, Stan, how are you? The older guy said to one of them. Good, thanks, you, the other man said. Oh, great, just off for a swim, the first one said. But the pool's closed today, the other man said, just as I was about to walk for the exit. The first man didn't just look confused. He appeared to be deeply hurt (laughs) and bewildered, and his friend looked utterly perplexed. But he said, he started as I kept my head down and walked to the door. That walk must have taken just over five seconds. But at that point, I felt like Jacob Marley weighed down by a thousand chains of shame as I could not bring myself to make eye contact, such as my burning embarrassment and humiliation. As I opened the door, I glanced over my shoulder and all three of them were looking at me, the interloper, the transgressor, the liar, the charlatan that I clearly was. I tried to thinly smile and nod my head as if I was oblivious to my earlier faux pas then exited and almost ran to my car, heart thumping with adrenaline and paranoia. I never did bump into them again, but that might be partly because I never visited again, such as my worry that I would see one of them. Or worse, that a notice had been pinned on the information board warning the locals that the Scottish version of Lockie might be on the site, and if so, should be reported and pointed at with tuts and shaking of heads. Thankfully, I took up running once I moved north. Apart from the scenery, it means I don't have to talk to anyone, but it still haunts me, as I wonder if that man is still affected by his day being ruined by the Scottish charlatan. (laughs) No pun intended. Send us your story, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. Do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult for us? Yeah, Valentine's Day. Oh. That's just a couple of days away, wasn't it? Valentine's Day. I have to say that I'm not I'm not massively into Valentine's Day. And the best one I ever had was when I went with a friend to the TGI Fridays at Piccadilly Circus. And I know the exact year, it was 2013, as we were going to see a good day to die hard at the Trocadero. <laughs> but we were having such a good time eating onion rings, we missed our screening. This, for me, is a good Valentine's Day. 
But also, I think it's the only one that I can remember doing anything. Like, I don't know if it's my fault or the fault of all my past partners. I, I did once try to book a table on Valentine's Day in a restaurant, but it's fully booked. And I think I should have probably called earlier, like maybe the day before. I don't know. I think I think December is usually. Des- oh, yeah, God, yeah. that early. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I think, I don't know why, but over the years, I've come to feel some disdain for it. And I know that it's something wrong with me. Like, why can't I like a day where people express their love for each other? When I asked myself that question earlier, I thought, oh, I've just answered my question. That's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I don't like it. So with Tom, we do cars and that's it. No presents, no restaurants. I won't even get a takeaway. Until this year when, as I've said before, our electricity goes off in the afternoon. And you'd be glad to know it wasn't because my prepay electric meter ran out, but not glad to know that I still have a prepay electric meter. The fuse went in the main fuse box, which weirdly is in my upstairs neighbour's flat, but I'll come back to that later. (laughs) So because we had no electricity and it wasn't something that was easy to sort out and that I've had to deal with an electrician, my electricity supplier and UK Power, who own and maintain the electricity cables in South East England, the East of England and London. Oh, is that like the southern equivalent of Norweb or (laughs) Norweb? I just said that like I knew before <laughs> and like I even knew when they were at my house and I didn't just Google this earlier because I thought, actually, who are UK Power? I've got no idea. So I ended up taking... I feel like you are kind of a, of an age and type that you should be asking these people for to show the, the little yes, idea yeah, yeah, before yeah, they come yeah. into your house. I don't know. If, are they the same as the National Grid? Is that something oh, separate? I'd seen we'd none of us known. Anyway, it ended up taking a couple of days to sort out, which meant that my Valentine's evening was like something from medieval times. <laughs> If in medieval times they had a gas stove to cook pasta and make tea and fill hot water bottles and Uniqlo heat tech clothing and fleece lined joggers to wear and, and lots of Ikea tea lights and also a head torch, two mobile phone torches, three fully charged USB lights and two power banks to keep the mobile phones going. I want a neighbour's Wi-Fi to piggyback. Oh, oh, hang on. <laughs> I'm losing a lot of sympathy at this point. And Deliveroo. I have never felt more like an 11th century peasant. It was terrible. <laughs> so the flat was all lit up with candles and we did get a takeaway. And I felt like to the delivery driver, I was this Valentine's cliche. Like I was like everyone else who was delivering to that night. And he was sick of us all, all us happy couples. <laughs> And as we know, like I don't identify as a romantic Valentine's kind of person. So when he came to the door, I couldn't help myself. I had to say, thank you, got power cut. <laughs> why couldn't I just take it and not said that? And did that develop into a situation or did he look at you like you just said something you didn't quite understand? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly that. <laughs> did you then repeat yourself? No, no. I had the good sense to leave it. Now, if you're thinking that the candles and the takeaway meant it was accidentally romantic, you should know that. We went to bed early, freezing cold, and had an argument about the charging of a tablet. And then I had to get out of bed as my upstairs neighbour was banging on our front door to say he just remembered that he wasn't going to be in tomorrow at 9am when the electrician was coming back because he'd forgotten he was going shopping. So I'd have to ask the person who was going to give me heat and light to come later. Not sure when, which was incredibly annoying because they had to be in his flat to do the work. But like, what could I do? There's nothing I could do. So I just said, could you call or text me to let me know when you'll be back? And he told to my face the biggest bare face lie that anyone's ever told me. He looked at me and went... I don't have a phone. Not only do I know for a fact he has a phone because I can hear it ringing all the time (laughs) and him all night mumbling away on the phone to his relatives. But earlier that day, he'd pulled his phone out of his pocket to show me a photo he'd taken of the fuse box. And he still looked me in the eyes and went, I don't have a phone. But did I say anything? He stared at me, challenging me to challenge him on this blatant lie. 
And I said nothing. I mean, mainly because I was standing at the door in my pyjamas in the freezing cold. <laughs> I just wanted to get back to bed and to my tablet charging argument. <laughs> anyway, to make up for it, I'm going all out next year to TGI Fridays with a friend. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, here's another one for you then. I've told you before that on a Friday morning, I take Eugene for a medical appointment. Mm -hmm. And it's in central London. It's before school. And so that we don't have to get up before dawn, I book a taxi every Friday morning to take us there. So this week we went out to get in the taxi and it wasn't there. Oh. And I looked on the app and it was more than 20 minutes away. Oh, that's annoying. So there was no way we were going to make the appointment on time if we waited for it. I cancelled it. The next nearest one was about 12, 13 minutes away. Mm. I'm about to book it. And then a kind, cheery voice says, hey, Jeff, is everything all right? And I look round and almost backlit with heavenly, uh, heavenly um, rays of celestial light, I see my neighbour. And I... She's so nice and friendly, and I explain what's happened. And she says, oh, I'm just about to drive to work. Do you want me to um, do you want me to give you a lift and drop you off? Oh, wow. That's lucky. I say, yes, that'd be wonderful. So we get in the car. We set off. We've been going a minute or so. We've had a little chat, and she says, so what I'll do is, um, you know, I'm driving to work. You can get out at my pl- place uh, where I work in the car park, and then um, it, it won't be that far for you from there. Oh no, where was it? It was a another taxi ride away from where we oh, were going. Oh no, no, that didn't help at all. No. Oh no. So what would you do in that situation? And are you already, had you already set off? Yeah, we're en route. Oh, there's no choice. Well, that's what I pretended See like. See through, be yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So that's what we did. We got there and, uh, and then I got out and then hailed a taxi and ended up being like five or ten minutes late for the appointment anyway. Oh no. What what is wrong with this person? They weren't like finding out exactly and working out. I'll be I, working. I, I get I, my I route blame, planner out. I blame myself. Okay. I blame myself. Okay, I blame because okay. I said like I just did. Then I said, "Oh, we need to get into central London," Mm-mm. which, as it turns out, is quite a big, um, <laughs> quite a big place. Yeah, was, quite a big right, area. Right, right, right. But she did this really kind thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I then couldn't explain once we were en route. No, Actually, thinking about no, it, wait, no. Can, can we get out here? No, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah, so yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
The other thing I was going to tell you is, as you know, because you saw when you arrived this evening, my mother-in-law is staying mm. at the moment. Yes, yeah, very happy to see Lynn Barron. Mm. In fact, we are sitting amongst the detritus of her stay at the moment. She's not as tidy as I thought she'd be. Like she hasn't made her bed, for example, or closed her suitcase. But... I'm trying to think. I was sitting on that bed earlier on, so that might be my fault. But yes, oh, okay. I mean, she's living out of a suitcase, but there's not much room in this room. room I just imagine there? her as being a very tidy person. Well, she is at home, but mm. I think to be fair to her, there's, there aren't very many. There's nowhere to hang clothes, really. I think I think I'm basing this on the fact that the suitcase is open and the clothes have not been folded; they've just been dropped in there. And I imagined her be to be a folder. That's mm. why I think that's what I'm basing this on entirely. I can't mm. really see much else. Anyway, it's mm. anyway. Um, it's it's been a lovely stay. Good. Yeah. Done uh, well. Yeah, very very well. Good. There has been one incident. Oh, good. Of course, there has. Yeah, which I've been keeping to myself. Oh yeah. So, Saturday night, Sarah's out working. Lynn. Myself and Eugene watched, watched The Masked Singer. It's the final. Oh, I saw the last 10 minutes. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did, I did. Were you yeah. surprised by the, uh, by, by the b- big reveal of who it was? Um, I was very surprised. Ah. Extremely surprised, yeah. yeah. See, anyway, so I, I've been watching this. Gene and I, it's been our Saturday night ritual uh, for the last six or eight weeks or whatever it's been. Lynn has never seen it and broadly speaking is, is a little snooty about that type of TV. Okay. So... She she sat at one end of the sofa making barbed comments about, for example, one of the judges' hair. Okay. But it was fine. Okay. Now, it finished much later than I usually allow him to stay up. So my plan is always with that show, before it starts, give him his bath, get him in his pyjamas. Um, and then as soon as it's finished, he brushes his teeth. I put him in bed. And then no bedtime story, no, no, no anything. I'm just okay. straight out of yep. there. It's a quick, yep. late bedtime. It finishes. I say to Jean, uh, to Lynn, I'm going to put Jean to bed. I think she thinks this will be a much longer uh, yes. process than yeah, that. Yeah, she's is. thinking stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I come back downstairs yeah. into the living room. I'm nervous. She's in the kitchen yeah. FaceTiming with my father in law. Right. She doesn't hear me come back into the living room. Yeah. So I sit down on the sofa and she's speaking at normal volume so I can clearly overhear her call. Yeah. And I hear her moaning about the um, fabric softener we use <laughs> on our sheets and towels and saying that, I, I mean, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to start bringing my own towels when I travel here. No. Yeah. No, what a thing to overhear. And then like really moaning about the water pressure in our shower as well. <laughs> Wow. I know. And did she find that you were listening or did you no, no, go no. out so, and so, back in so, again? So I just stayed where I was. Yeah. And then you know, she continued a call and then she called Sarah's brother. So she must have just thought I was upstairs. But there wasn't mm. – because I'd overheard her slagging off our um, laundry detergent, Mm-mm. I didn't feel there was anything I, I could say or do. I thought I'd just have to wait it out. You know, who knows what else I might hear. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so I haven't said anything well, to that's her. Well, that's my next question. Have you mentioned it? No. What would you do in this situation? Nothing. I'd be mortified to mention it. I'm, maybe I'd make a barb. No, would I make a barb comment? I'm like, enjoy your shower. <laughs> I hope it's okay for you. She did, funnily enough, out of nowhere, she just mentioned to me, 
I didn't bring my own laundry detergent this time. And I, want, I thought it was a funny thing to say. Like, she's only here for a week. Like, would you bring your own? But it's obviously on her mind. But it's not like we're using... You know, we just use... I, I, I don't mean to um, give free advertising here. Mm. <laughs> the prestigious free advertising on a drift. But it's, it's, uh, I, think, I think it's very non-bio. Right. So it's not like we're using... That's quite gentle, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, it's, what it isn't is nuclear waste, no. which is the way that she talks about it. <laughs> Yeah, because it's got a picture of a baby on it, very non-bio. Yeah, like it's for yeah, babies. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're a bit snobby, mm. I mean, I don't know that the Queen would necessarily be using fairy non-bio, but I don't know. What so, is a posh one? I don't know. Yeah, but, but I don't know. Maureen Littman, Gloria Honifer. You could imagine these sorts of people using it. Yeah. She's more delicate than a baby. That's what she's saying. Yeah. Wow, wow. So, uh, so you've, not, you've not done a barbed comment? You've not mentioned it at all? Not planning to. No. What, Have you told your wife what I'm go- what I'm going to do yeah. is uh, the next time she comes to visit, yeah, uh, knowing that she's brought her own towel. Yeah. When she goes out on one of her hikes, I'm going to sneak <laughs> up, get the towel, wash it with yes. our laundry detergent, yes, yeah. and then see if she notices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> Time for Quandary Corner at the GLAP Clinic here in Problematic. First from Jane. Over the years, my mum has been badly let down by various tradespeople and left out of pocket for shoddy work. She has a tendency to hire people who don't really know what they're doing. One time it was so bad, the guy doing the wallpaper brought round various different members of his family to see if they could do a better job, despite none of them knowing how to put up wallpaper either. My partner, on the other hand, is fastidious about checking and vetting tradespeople, spending somewhat tedious amounts of time researching each business. It's definitely paid off, though. Recently, I finally managed to persuade my mum to use the tradespeople we use and can recommend. The first few the first few recommendations, it was a winning strategy and she was super pleased with the results. But now disaster has struck. Mum took against one of the tradesmen we recommended and really doesn't want to hire him for somewhat personal reasons. And having had him round to price up the job, she is now doing what any sensible person in that situation does and is ghosting him. Problem is, he's halfway through a job for me. He's also well aware she's my mum and that I recommended him to her. This is He is super chatty and not a hint taker. He is definitely going to ask me right out why she isn't returning his calls. I feel he needs to know she isn't interested in hiring him so he doesn't waste any more of his time. But also, he's got to want, he's going to want to know why. What do I say? All the best, Jane. I'd be all about throwing the mum under the bus. It's her fault. Just I'd blame say, her. Say, she is I'm going to be honest there. with you. She is extremely strange. She does this all the time. She gets quotes on things. She acts enthusiastic. And then, you know, she people never hear from her again. I don't know. I've, I've said to her time and time again, Mom, you've got to stop messing these people around. But will she listen? No. I'd really go to town doing a character assassination on her. Yeah. That, actually, that feels like the obvious solution. Yeah. Because you, you don't look bad. I mean, no. you've been slagging off your own mum, but you don't look bad. Yeah. And she's not going to know, is she? No, and she she kind of doesn't care because she's already ghosting it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was very easily solved. I can't think of a better solution. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think if it just comes to a simple act of betrayal mm. and uh, slandering or defamation, it's, mm. it, I'm, I'm quite good with those ones. <laughs> okay, all right then, great. In order to look good yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your yeah. speciality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is from Anon. 
wondering if you can help as fellow drifters and also as parents of small-ish children. My daughter is three and just getting into the idea of having her friends from preschool round to play. I've managed to brave the awkwardness and get a couple of her friends' parents' numbers and have now successfully set up a couple of play dates. One of her friends came round to play a couple of weeks ago and I said to the mum she was very welcome to stay too if she'd like to and have a cup of tea. She stayed the whole two hours. My daughter has now been invited round to play at their house and I would love to take a couple of hours to do literally anything without a lively preschooler in tow. But can I? As the mum stayed at ours when her daughter came round to play, does it look rude if I don't? She seems perfectly nice, but obviously it's awkward and to be honest, I'd really prefer the time to myself. And also, is it okay to drop and run when they're only three and you only really know the parent from saying hello at preschool, pick up and drop off? Am I just a bad parent? from anon oh i think it's perfectly fine to just drop them and run you just need to get some kind of clarity of conversation some clarity in the text conversation beforehand um so you send a text saying something like did we have names there i can't remember it's a no no she wanted to be anonymous okay uh, so we we'd have what's what what was a a typical kid's three-year-old kid's name martha Martha is so looking forward to her play date and it's a godsend for me. Thank you so much. I have a bunch of errands that I want to run and you know what it's like. It'll be so much easier without a three-year-old tantruming in tow. And, you know, um, what, what's um, uh, what's the best time for me to pick a, a drop-off and pick up? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to take this on board whether I'd have the courage to do this. Yeah. Because then I, I would you not feel paranoid that you're dissing? You're no. saying I don't want to hang out with you. You don't feel paranoid about that. No, because I think that that's what a play date is. Yeah, it's not. It's not about the parents. No. Okay, and then and then you set a precedent. And also, you're being you're you're being really um, grateful in in your text message saying, oh, "I'm so grateful that you're doing this. It gives me the opportunity." Mm-mm. You know, um, throw in a you know any time you want the favour returned, whatever that kid is, whatever it's called. Give me another kid's name. Eliza. Eliza is such a joy to be around. You know, it's just a delight having her. She's welcome anytime. So you praise the kid because that's, that's all anybody wants to hear with regards to a play date is mm, how great mm, your kid is. Mm, mm. I'm wondering if the other mum, there's a good chance that she never wanted to go in for that cup of tea and stay two hours, but she just did it out of politeness and felt really awkward yeah. and, did, and didn't know how to leave. Because it can yeah, be, especially yeah. if you've gone in for a cup of tea, how do you then... At what point do you leave and it's worth it coming back, etc., yes, yeah, etc.? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a good chance that she doesn't want you to come. No. And I'd hold on to that thought. I try to avoid crossing somebody else's threshold. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Putting your foot over the door. Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay. So what you do is you'd make I think it... it's a very northern thing as well, that. Like, people really like to stand outside someone's house talking to them. Mm. But they know better than to... You're You're inviting a whole lot of unpleasant interaction into your hat into your life the second you go over that threshold okay okay boundaries literal boundaries so find a way to make it very clear when you're arranging that or maybe you could say oh i've got it this is this will make it easier say she'll be like can you do this something you say yes actually that's perfect because i've got a hair appointment then yes something like that something yeah. like oh yeah that and that gets you totally out of it really and then if that's okay if she comes on but her then own, you're gonna have to um get your hair cut Oh, God, yeah. Um, manicure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anything. Dentist. Bajazzle. Yeah, bajazzle. Yeah, she won't ask to see well, that. Well, she might. <laughs> she won't ask that. Well, she might do, yeah. I've been thinking of getting one. Can I see yours? You'll have to have it done then. And- <laughs> <laughs> do a home DIY one. Yeah, I think I think that's the solution, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, great. I feel like I've educated myself there now. <laughs> 
And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner, if you want to know what the social etiquette is in any given situation, we will try and work that out for you. We also want your stories, please. Um, of drifterish behaviour. Email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Our artwork was designed by the magnificent Kim Rayleigh. And uh, if, you, if you were wondering how the pool is today, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little busy. Podication time. This comes from Sarah, who says, Hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. I am writing to request a podication for my cousin, Maggie, who introduced me to The Jeff Show back in 2007. Oh, a long time ago. It is a long time ago, isn't it? It was a good year, though, I think, for The Jeff Show. You're very good on knowing years. So you always say, oh, yeah, that was, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I think I had some kind of um, mental breakdown that year. Okay. But, you know, the, the, I'm, t- I'm trying to accentuate the positive parts. Okay. The uh, the first episode I was subjected to was <laughs> uh, was the one where you attempted to make fizzy tomato soup with oh. what was then a revolutionary device, a soda stream. Ah, the good old days. I live in Canada, and I even came to visit you once when you were still at Absolute Radio. You were both away, but Nelson showed me around, and Martin, the security guard, remains to this day the loveliest person I have ever had the pleasure to meet. Oh. I think you and me both. Yeah. You and me both. Um I was an avid listener until the pandemic hit, which seems strange as what better time than when stuck inside your house for endless days on end. But my husband is an emergency room physician and we have two small children. And I just found myself unable to focus on anything other than a repeated Seinfeld episode for about two years. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Um, Maggie lives on the other side of the country and we saw each other for the first time in six years this summer. It was the subject of mug talk. That convinced me to rejoin as I honestly thought that she and I were the only two souls who had such strong feelings towards the appropriate (laughs) use of mugs. Oh, not alone. I still think it's not coincidence that Sarah, who claims, not Sarah, publication Sarah, my Sarah, that it doesn't even occur to her what mug she's drinking out of. Just seems very strange that she's often using my favourite. Right. She's unaware then that she does have a favourite. Or is she doing it? Is, is oh, I think spite. spite. Yeah, I had thought of that. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, annoyed her. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, sadly, I have not been able to get my husband to follow along. But when he heard your voices the other day, he did ask if we were going to start start to have to go back to referring to sex as administering the unpleasantness, <laughs> as Jeff used to. Mm. I told him I never stopped. <laughs> you and me both again, Sarah. You and me both. Anyways, it's lovely to have you back in my life, and I owe Maggie a big thank you for steering me back towards your mediocre dribble. She works very hard as a photographer and is often a single mom for months at a time while her husband works away. I think he's on an oil rig. Must be. Can't think of anything else. What do you think? Short spells in prison for uh, yeah, petty theft. It's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want her to know that I miss her and I love her. And I hope we get to see each other again soon. I hope so. Don't let it go another six years. No, that's too I know long. the pandemic factors in, but mm. yeah. Many thanks and all the best wishes, Sarah. 
Sarah says, P.S. I bet Annabelle puts a biro oh, through I this part. Oh, forgot. Jeff. I would imagine that a lot of listener. I would imagine that for a lot of listeners, it's been a long time since they've been on an airplane. Any chance you could remind us what it sounds like when a pilot addresses the passengers? Can I say I don't believe for one second that Sarah wants to hear it? All she wants to do is annoy me. That's all she wants for me to like hear me going, "Oh, oh, he's he's off. He's not even listening. He's off." Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Now, welcome aboard this Scandinavian Airlines flight from London Heathrow to Stockholm, Arlanda. Flying conditions today, pretty clear. We'll be uh, crossing the uh, channel and then travelling up through the Benelux countries and uh, Germany and Denmark before uh, travelling north over Sweden. As you'll be aware, uh, with the pandemic, the uh, rules have changed and uh, if you could pay careful attention to the cabin crew with regards to um, wearing of masks Ooh, and other procedures. Updated, <laughs> I love it. New 2022 version. Just waiting for the final few pieces of paperwork now before we push back off the stand here. But um, I'll be back in touch when we're underway to let you know how the flight's going. But for now, uh, enjoy the excellent service from our cabin crew and have a great flight. I think it's when you go... Yeah. <laughs> they always do that though I think I think that's what I think that's what I find hard <laughs> I, think, I think that's that, that's what I, I think makes it well well there we go that was nice for someone yeah yeah so I'm, I, I could feel I was a bit rusty in it and, and then I managed to pull it back round again with the mask detail but it's yeah, been a long time since I did I did enjoy it being updated yeah the post COVID well COVID yeah, yeah. well, of course <laughs> wishing it away well I am but <laughs> Well, uh, there we go. Don't wish it away. <laughs> oh, Annabelle, you mustn't wish the pandemic away. Enjoy it. You know, be in the moment. What? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm tired. Oh. All right. Uh, so that's the uh, the latest edition of podcast, Podicated from Sarah to Maggie. And if you would like a podication for yourself, then email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.